This is The Premise, and I'm your host, Jennifer. Chad Thompson. De- no, Chad I, Thompson's the no, host. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm Jennifer Thompson. And I'm Chad Thompson, the host. <laughs> Welcome to The Premise. Today we are speaking with children's book author and artist Anne Gonzalez. She is a spiritual seeker, author, and the artist who loves to play. She enthusiastically helps children and adults connect with their intuition and passions through expressive arts. When she is not facilitating art for healing and recovery workshops, she can be found in Carlsbad, California, cuddling her beloved dog, Roxy, and Ziggy, the cat. Hello, Anne. How are you? I'm well, Jennifer. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm very much looking forward to this conversation. Thank you for joining us here on The Premise. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so today we are going to talk about a children's picture book. It's called Beloved and the Pepper Tree. Of course, you are the author and publisher, right? Yes, I am. Awesome. I self-published I self this book in 2018. Okay, well, congratulations. You did a really lovely job. Thank you. Um, the book is illustrated by Manu Montoya. Did I pronounce that right? I believe you did, yes. Okay. <laughs> Well, I guess I would like to start with the themes. Um, and actually, no, uh, let's talk about why you wrote the book. So what inspired you to write Beloved and the Pepper Tree? There's an interesting story about how this book came to be. I was on a spiritual quest, I would call it. Uh, I was in India. I had gone with a group of friends and we were staying in an ashram and I went to visit this um, guru, I would call him. We all did. And mm. it was my birthday this one particular evening. And everybody said, be sure to tell him it's your birthday. Mm. So I did that and I didn't know what to expect. And I was given mm. a, little, a little piece of uh, sari fabric that they say had been blessed. And it was tied up like a little package. And, and I took that home and I put it under my pillow that night. And in the morning I woke up, grabbed my journal and pen and began writing furiously. And this this book literally came out of me or through me. Hmm. I When you say what inspired me, it, it just happened in a flash. So I had had no uh, ambition to write a children's book. Really? Wow. A- absolutely. I. I mean, I'm sure at some point it had crossed my mind, but never seriously. And yet it was nearly complete when it came Mm -hmm. out in that one sitting. And um, later I went to a class that we attended that morning and I shared what had happened. And they all seemed to know exactly what that was. They referred to it as a download and they said, it's when you're just sort of channeling something that's coming through you. Something bigger than you. Something bigger. And so I always felt that that was the true gift that I was given for my birthday that night. And (laughs) this book has taken me on such an adventure, such an unplanned adventure, mind you, because about a year later, I felt 
Well, I really felt unfinished with the book for about a year and I couldn't take it anymore. And about a year later, I started looking into self-publishing it because I really felt that that was the thing I was supposed to do with it. So Mm. it just keeps going on. Did you know immediately that you had written a children's picture book? I did. Mm. I did. I, I, um, well, the story lends itself to children mm-hmm. and it was it was present visually in my mind as I was um, writing the words. So I had this sort of running um, video, I would almost call it, in my mind and I knew how certain things would look, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I had a, a very uh, good idea of what I wanted her to look like, so much so that I oh, was wow. a little bit of a nuisance with my, <laughs> my uh, with editor. With your illustrator? <laughs> oh, with your editor, okay. With my yeah. editor, because she uh, had suggested several illustrators, and I kept turning them down and turning them down. Mm. And it wasn't until we uh, came across Manu Montoya that um, I was I was really happy with her. She she nailed the style and what I wanted her to look like. Um, wow. Yeah. You, I think, you know, art, you know, specifically when you're looking at illustrations for your baby, you know, your book is mm-hmm. your baby. Sure I think is. you know it when you see it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to take just a step backward because you told our listeners that you were given a piece of sari fabric. Can you tell us what that is? What is a sari? Well, a sari is a garment that Indian women wear, particularly as a sign of respect when they have an important occasion, um, like a, a wedding, but but particularly, well, not particularly, but also in their um religious um, practices, they would wear a sari to an event that's Hmm. upscale or with an important spiritual leader. Yeah, they wear them to weddings too, isn't that right? Yes, exactly. Huh, cool. Yeah, um, well, I wanted... Yeah, go uh, ahead. This particular sari had been used as a draping over a very large... um, statue of one of their particular goddesses in this little area. There's there's so many. There's just hundreds of deities in uh, the Hindu religion. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure I could tell you exactly which one it was, but the idea that it had draped this meant that it had some sort of energy within it. Hmm. And I I'm, wasn't uh, well-versed in this religion, and I, I wasn't sure I was going to embrace it. I, I really I really don't, but I was curious and yet a little skeptical, too. Sure. So when, that, so when I woke up the next morning and this happened, I thought, huh, I guess there's something to this. <laughs> right? You're like, oh, okay, okay. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, what led you on that spiritual journey to begin with? I was trying to create a stronger um, relationship with 
my higher power or my, you know, it's just really trying to get more connected to um, the spiritual realm. And I didn't know what that would look like. I just, it was just important to me to, mm -hmm. to start addressing mm -hmm. that area of my life that I hadn't paid a lot of attention to before. And this group I found, they were very, well, non-denominational, but sort of open to many things. And that's how I felt as well. So it fit for me to spend time with them and do meditation and talk about different spiritual matters. And um, so when this trip came up, well, being me, I initially said no. And, <laughs> and then, and then as, as the planning of the trip got more clear, I thought, no, I just don't think I want to miss this trip. It, it seems like it's a, like it could be a really good move at a time when I really didn't know what I was doing. And I really didn't have any particular reason not to go. So why did you say no in your mind at first? I wasn't particularly interested in India as a place to travel. I, I think I was, um, it just wasn't on my, my bucket list. Got and it. yet, as they began <laughs> <Yet>. to describe, <laughs> yet, <laughs> as they began to describe the trip, mm, um, and yeah. it, you know, it wasn't a particularly comfortable trip. We went to Southeast uh, India and it's, it's very warm there. And we went in late August. So it, it's brutal. It, you know, it really is. And, um, but fortunately, where we stayed did have air conditioning, and and that was such a godsend to me. Um, <laughs> I hear that, yeah. And, and we stayed in the same place for two weeks and really got familiar with our surroundings, the area, the people. We got to do some volunteer work and mm. really, really get to know one area. Now, I would love to travel more in India and see some of the the other beautiful places that I would love to go now. It, sure, it opened my yeah. eyes to, to how much India has to offer. That's cool. That's really cool. Sure. I can imagine. Yeah. And, and my gosh, I mean, there's so many places you could go. It would take a, you know, a couple of lifetimes, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. That's huge. <laughs> you know, I know in your work, you know, you talk a lot about healing through art, through journaling and connecting with nature had had this always been part of the fabric of who you are, or did that come out of this this journey you took to India that first time? I was connected with the land from childhood because I grew up. My parents were avocado farmers uh, in oh, this area, yeah. you know, San Diego area. Where so in San Diego were they? In Escondido in the San Pasqual Valley. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I grew up very close to the wild animal park out there. Um, and so I, I did a lot of playing in nature as a kid. Um, and, but I, I'm not a, I'm not a hiker. I'm not a, somebody that gets out in nature a lot, but I've, but I felt very connected to it. Hmm. And I did happen to have a tree that... I was going to say, did, did you have a pepper tree as a child? 
there was a pepper tree. Mm. And that's one of the biographical moments that comes up is that there there was this tree at the end of our driveway. And I remember it was a pepper tree. And for some reason, I just love to play near this tree. And I like to climb it much like Beloved does. And um, I remember being very sad when we then moved over to the, the avocado farm. Mm. And I, with hundreds and hundreds of trees available to climb and play on, I never had that one special connection again like I did with that particular tree. Why do you think that was? The connection with that tree, I mean. Most likely it was the one that was available and I was very young and I had that imagination of a, of a mm. kid that can turn, it can turn an inanimate object into a living friend. Totally, yeah. Mm. And, you know, Beloved sings. She imagines herself on a stage singing to the tree and the birds and, you know, the world. Were you a singer? No, but I, I liked singing. Um, but I can't really claim singing as one of my gifts. <laughs> and me both, <laughs> let me tell you. Where did you get the name Beloved? Where did that come from? The people that I went to India with, um, the leader of this particular group, her name is Brahman Kiri, and she has this term of endearment that she uses for people, and it's it's very sweet. She calls them Beloved. So when she might be talking to me and giving me a piece of advice. She'll say, oh, beloved, you are so special. And you're, you know, she'll just say these really kind things. And this beloved term, at first, I, I wasn't crazy about it in all honesty. Mm-hmm. But as I began to hear it more and more over time, it became a word that I really be, you know, began to cherish. Mm-hmm. And... And now I just think it's beautiful. And in particular, the idea of calling a child, I I can't think of anything more appropriate to call beloved than a child Mm, with all that innocence that they bring forward. You know, how how could you not just want to cuddle a child and say, oh, you're so (laughs) beloved? (laughs) Well, and I also find it interesting because, you know, her name is Beloved, but she has a Beloved pepper tree. So I thought that was kind of a neat, a neat little play on words there. That's so true. So true. Well, let's talk about the themes in this book. There's, you know, there's the friendship, Mm -hmm. also facing challenges and saying goodbye. Can you tell us a little bit more about those themes and, and how they came to be for you? What's important about them? I, yeah, I really think those are some of the really valuable themes. And one that I think is particularly helpful even to adults is the theme of facing resistance and moving forward. Sure. I mean, yeah, yeah, we talked about me not having, you know, an immediate embracing of that trip to India. I mean, I, that, I just had total resistance to the idea when it first came up. And yet, um, you know, I did move through that resistance and went and had the experience I was supposed to have. And I grew from that. Mm. And that's exactly mm. what happens with Beloved. Yeah. Um, and the tree even describes that, why, you know, why it's important to move forward anyway, 
uh, on the page where it shows the, the clay pots and she talks about how a pepper tree can, this is, she's explaining why she can't move with beloved. And she says right. a pepper tree can grow in a clay pot, but it will stay small. Its roots won't grow deep. Its branches won't grow, won't reach high and its leaves won't fan out to catch the sun. Mm. You know, it'll be, it'll be uh, not everything it could be if it holds itself back. Sure. Yeah. And, and so beloved, she's not real sure about that explanation, but she, (laughs) she says, okay, well, I'll do what you say. (laughs) And, and then at the end of the book, we see her planting, you know, planting seeds or planting little uh, seedlings with new friends. So we know Mm -hmm. that she's moved forward and, and has a happy outcome. And she gets to take a piece of her tree with her, which is really, really nice. Absolutely. She'll always be in her heart. And that's something that saying goodbye and moving away, or even if we lose someone, you know, when they transition, we've still always got them in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a wonderful story for children, but it really does apply to the adult world. You know, there's so many things that we can't control, but we can grow from it and we can learn from it. And I got that from your book. Thank you. Yeah. You also, you know, I, t- I mentioned briefly your, your classes, Easel Does It Workshops. Can you tell yes. us a little bit more about those? <laughs> Very cute name, by the way, Easel Does It. Tell us more. Thank you. And I have to credit my daughter with coming up with that name. I thought it was so cute. And um, I became an expressive arts facilitator. Well, I I became certified in expressive arts in 2019. So just just in time for COVID to hit. And oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But but prior to that, I was also teaching art, um, art for healing workshops. Um, and it's basically using art materials to express yourself or your feelings or things that you have going on inside when words may not be working for you. They may not, they may not be able to, to express what's really going on, but art materials have a way of capturing our psyche in a way that um, just even without meaning to, there's so Mm. much that goes into what we do creatively with art materials. It allows us to sort of dip into that childlike, that play, right? Sort of let go of the, I don't know, I think as adults, we're, we're taught to not play anymore and we're so serious and we have so much responsibility. So when you give us, you know, something that we can play with and get dirty with our hands, I think that child in us comes back. Well, it sure sounds like your inner child is alive and well. <laughs> you know, some, <laughs> some people will really, some people get scared or mm. they won't allow themselves to dive into some paint and, you know, get messy and express themselves. They might they might timidly pick up a brush and make some very neat little strokes and and that's expressing what's going on with them. I mean, there's no right or wrong by any means. Do, I was gonna say, do you think it's a fear of like not doing it right, of failing sure. at it? Sure, I think that we have so many messages that are 
given to us as we're growing up and they impact us long into adulthood. And Mm. art gives us an opportunity to look at those messages and say, is this working for me or is this something that I can change? Maybe I can replace this with a new message that's more uh, that's more consistent with who I want to be. Mm. And it's interesting that as adults, we need permission to go there, to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, I don't even know if I have more that I need to say about that. You're just right. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what, you know, a workshop or classes do for us is it gives us the permission, you know, to, to go in and do something that maybe we wouldn't think to do on our own, but also kind of provides a path forward that hopefully we can take away and continue to do that on our own, I would think. Well, I was going to say, hopefully, um, one thing I'm teaching is how how alive this art process can be, um, that it can be a daily process if, if you want to make it a daily process, that it's always mm. available to just sit down and, and draw or paint or, or do something creative. I just recently completed doing something with a group, um, and it was called an index card a day challenge. And it I think it was invented by an expressive arts therapist. Hmm. Um, So I don't want to give anybody the impression that I came up with this on my own. But but what I did is I sent out prompts every day or every, you know, once a week for the week um, for 60 days. So we used an index card and you could use whatever materials you wanted to use. And you could use the prompt, but you didn't have to use the prompt um, to inspire your art piece. But by limiting the size of the piece, it was much less intimidating mm, than yeah. even, if, even if you had an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper that, sure. that still can seem kind of big. So we just had these little index cards and, oh, we had so much fun with that. And um I know there were a few people that mentioned how sad they were when it was over. So I'm working on something to replace it with. (laughs) Yeah, you could just keep doing it. You know, I did something really out of character for me. I'm not really crafty. And Mm -hmm. and I'm certainly not an uh, artist when it comes to pen and paper. Um, But my mom's birthday was in April. And she's alone because of COVID. You know, we're not traveling and visiting and we're worried about her health. So for her birthday, I wanted to do something that was a little out of the ordinary. So I took pieces of thick cardstock and I created a card for each letter in the words, happy birthday. And then I put them all side by side and I took coloring pens. (coughs) Pardon me. And I created a scene. So in some of them, there were cattails and there was trees and flowers. I mean, they were just silly little drawings. But when I put it all together, I took some, it was uh, twine and put them all together so that she could hang them on the wall and have happy birthday. (laughs) Oh, that is beautiful. Super silly, but it was really fun. Like I found myself like creating these little, like a little bear and a squirrel and I was drawing birds and, you know, just doing something that is, again, really not within my character. And I thought I should do this more often. 
but for her it was really lasting you know it was more than a hallmark birthday card you know when you and it was just a little it could have been the size of a uh, note card as well and I think for me that was part of it it wasn't as intimidating I didn't have to fill too much but I managed to fill you know every single letter of happy birthday by the end of it so you got to start small right I think I, I think that's such a fantastic story and what a wonderful way to, you know, bless your mom with such a personal gift. I imagine every time you sat down to work on that gift, you were thinking about her and just infusing this, um, I want to call it kind of a banner almost for her mm-hmm. with, with your love and I imagine that was part of the gift she received is that it was such an expression of your love for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I I made a little note and I said, when people ask you which of your grandchildren created this for you, you can say, no, that was my oldest daughter. (laughs) (laughs) And you said said something really interesting because you said, I'm not an artist and I can't tell you how often I hear that. And I will say too, I don't consider myself a, an artist either, but right. What is that? What does that even mean? Like, why? Why do we have to label ourselves as an artist or not an artist? Right? It's usually an old message that we got somewhere, in, either in the family or in childhood, where mm-hmm. a teacher inadvertently labeled some kid in the class an artist, or your older sister, you know, the family artist, and therefore everybody else was not an artist or not artistic. And it's not true. It's an innate ability that everybody has. It's like handwriting. You you just use it to express yourself. It's yours, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't Mm. matter, you know, in the expressive arts field where we're really just trying to express what's going on within. Speaking of expressive arts, I want to know a little bit more about Manu Montoya, your illustrator. You mentioned her Uh briefly, but can you tell us a little bit more about her and how the two of you connected? Yes. um, We used an, an illustrator agency and she was a Colombian woman living in Barcelona and that's where she lives. And um, I, we sent her some of the pictures that I had taken of what I wanted. And she came back with some drawings. And it was just absolutely perfect. And I looked at samples mm. of other things that she'd illustrated. And I just, I just knew uh, she was the one. But um, what, was, what was wonderful was what she added to the character, giving her expression, giving her some emotions that hadn't even occurred to me. So for Mm. example, there is a place where the the pepper tree is explaining to Beloved, um, you know, why she has to move on. And Beloved's got this look on her face like, it's almost like she could put her fingers in her ears and go blah, blah, blah. You know, she looks just so frustrated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought, well, of course she would have that. Um, that, that page is just one of my favorites because it makes her so real. She's, she's not all happy to hear this lesson. She's like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't want any part of this. (laughs) 
You know, also, um, I love that Beloved is not necessarily white. I mean, you're a white woman, and you've written this book, so one would assume you would have created a white character, but she has dark hair and uh, darker skin. Was that intentional from the beginning? Did you, did you see her and envision her like that in your mind? Yes, I envisioned her, and I wanted her to be every child mm. um, to, the, to the extent possible. And so, so we worked with a lot of combinations to find what felt like it really worked to embrace and not exclude anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you did a really nice job because there were times when I I, I thought to myself, yeah, you know, she could be um, any, any number of of children on the planet, right? Um, So you did a nice job at that. Yeah. I appreciated Thank you. that. Yeah, that was that was an important piece for me. Well, and I think it's really important now for kids to see themselves, you know, in the children's books that they're reading. I think that's why a lot of children's books have, you know, furry characters, right? True, right. <laughs> we're not calling out race necessarily. So, yeah. That's do you have point. any do you have any children's books for your in your future any more children's books? Will we see more of Beloved? Uh, Yes, there is another book that has been written. And again, it was written in much the same way the first one was. It came through me. I I can't say that I wrote it, but but it is a a further, it's Beloved in Her New Home. Mm, And and how she is now adapting to her new environment, her new neighborhood. And... um, so there's that. But speaking of neighborhoods, um, Beloved now has a club that... I was going to ask you about that as Beloved Neighborhood Club. Yeah. Yes. I saw that on your website. Tell us so, more. So Beloved Beloved's Neighborhood Club is um, a, a place that children can... Well, parents can join it for their children. And... Um, right now we have an activity on it. It's our sock puppet extravaganza. Oh, I love it already. <laughs> where you can make sock puppets and you can make them like the characters in Beloved. And you can use those puppets to put on plays or act out the um, book while you're reading it. And there's lots of suggestions about how to use the sock puppets. And if people want to take uh, pictures and send them to us. We just love that. And we'll post them on the website and we're, we'll have more activities as we go along. Um, but it's completely free and we just want children to feel a part of beloved's life, beloved's neighborhood, beloved's club. Any, anybody is welcome to join. <laughs> Very cool. Adults alike, right? You don't have to be of a course. kid no, to join don't. the neighborhood. <laughs> I had fun and, making my sock puppet, so. <laughs> <laughs> I made sock, I, I have such good memories of making sock puppets as a kid. That's cool. I think you have um, more artistry in yourself than you give yourself credit for. <laughs> well, maybe. I, I should say I'm not an illustrator. I think that's that's accurate. Because okay. we are designers here. We do design books. I design all sorts of things. Oh, sure. Just not with pen and paper, typically. <laughs> and when it. I do, my other designers make fun of me. They're like, wow. <laughs> I'll scratch out an idea and people are like, hmm. Um, You're also on Facebook, Anne, is that right? How can people find you on Facebook? 
We are on Facebook at um, Beloved's Neighborhood. And um, you can also go to the website um, and you can link to the website from the Facebook page and vice versa. The website is angonzalesart.com. Well, and this is a, a beautiful uh, laminate, you know, hardcover, hardbound book. You did a really nice job with the end papers. I mean, all of the, the details are really well done. It's, it's a gorgeous book. Thank you. And, and there's uh, a couple other products that are on the website. Um, Beloved has some wisdom cards, mm. much, much like Oracle cards. Mm-hmm. And I had a lot of fun creating those. So, and I, I used <laughs> um, different characters from the book. The little animals and the different elements in those pictures that Manu did have be- each one has become a card. So I'm looking at the cover, and there's the fox, for example. So I love the fox. Yeah, he's adorable. He's and a great. Yeah, he's a great fox. You've done a lot to pull your brand together. I'm. I'm wondering. Do you have advice for any of our listeners who might be interested in self-publishing their own children's book? I would say create the the best book you possibly can. I I didn't cut corners on this book and I'm so glad I didn't. It has been so well received. So I, I get so many compliments on it. And I you know, I did I did feel very strongly about birthing her, as you said, and wanted mm-hmm. her to have every advantage. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um it makes then, a difference. Yeah. And then you can use, you know, the, the art uh, to create other products. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of opportunities available. And so I presume that you hired your illustrator on a work-for-hire basis so that you own all of the rights and the yes. usage for everything. Yeah. Good for yes. you. Yes. Thank you define, for defining what that yeah. meant. Yes. <laughs> I do own it. <laughs> Yeah, that's important. You know, um, like you said, there's so many opportunities for creating other products and um, art, you know, beautiful art for kids to enjoy in other other formats. Absolutely. There's a we have a puzzle on there, too. That's uh, very cool. The picnic scene from the book. Wonderful. Yeah. Is is Beloved and the Pepper Tree also available as an ebook? It is. I'm um, on Amazon. Mm-hmm. I think you can also uh, download it uh, from my website. Um, again, that's www.angonzalesart.com. And yes, it's on there. Awesome. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, Anne, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and, and bringing Beloved and the Beloved Pepper Tree into our lives. We certainly appreciate you coming onto the premise today. I so appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah, what a pleasure. And I I look forward to helping spread the word. Um, folks, you heard it here, um, angonzalesart.com. You can learn more about Anne Gonzalez and her easel does it workshops. You can also buy Beloved and the Pepper Tree, a children's book at angonzalesart.com. This has been another episode of The Premise. Visit us online at thepremisepod.com. Follow us on Twitter at podpremise and subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, thanks for listening.